when like so whenever that you see an imagery of, of someone in a rear view min- window or, or, the, or the rear view the, 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 fuck the, the, me in the fucking dude, face dude you are rear, out of your fucking mind. rear view oh my god dude <laughs> rear view mirror <laughs> wow rear view mirror dude Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where we get into a different album every week and we get into the nitty gritty of it. We get it. We dissect it. We try to have a good time. We try to fight as much as possible because that's what we do. Uh, my name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review and subscribe to us on there. We had a really good five-star review from uh, Ali Rally 96 on there. She gave us a five-star review. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And um, go to our social media accounts. They're all at Asinine Radio. Check them out. Radio at gmail.com is our email address. If you're that into email, go do it. I don't care. Let us know how you feel. Tell us how great we are because we're the best. But anyway, if anyway. you did not already know... By reading the title of the episode, we're getting into the Incubus album, Morning View. But before we do that, we'd like to have some fun. Fun for us, at least. Maybe not so fun for you guys, but fun for us, because that's all that matters. We're going to get into... We're going to rank all the Incubus albums. From their least best, or their worst, to their best. And we're not going to just include their main albums. We're going to include their Trustfall EPs as one entire album. So there will be nine rankings from least, best, or worst to best. Now, Jeff, let's let's get this started. Oh, what do yeah. you got for your for your worst or least best EQ best record? All right. Their their least best, the only one I didn't even really like enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I would probably rate it definitely below a two. And uh that's if not now when. Okay. This album is uh this album is boring. I thought this thing was like an hour and a half long as I was listening to it. And I just, I had to like check Spotify. I was like, how the fuck? Like, what more songs do I have? And I was like half done. I didn't want to finish it. It was just, I did not enjoy this whatsoever. Just never went anywhere. And they didn't even try. Just, it was yeah. very lackluster. But um, original, I guess this one had some type of fun melody. Would be, I guess. I really, I don't want. To, this one was just dumb. I don't want to talk about this one that much anymore. <laughs> so that's your least favorite Incubus record. Yeah, wow. this this was the only one I thought was bad. That's unbelievable, unbelievable. I can't believe you hated it this much. And that's your. That's all. I, I know that's also your 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 least best. So. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's ahead. my least best. No, this is. I'm with you. I'm actually totally with you. I think this is the only bad Incubus record. Everything after this is above a two. Yeah, it's definitely agree. above a two. But this one is just, it's shocking how 
just <laughs> lackluster this entire record is for especially because like for me this record was really i mean not only like the, the songs were just not very good but also like the way jose's drums sounded it just the production everything just sounded like crap it just was not i just don't think it was a well-made record at all and the but the one song i think is actually there's actually one song in here that i think is really good and it's only because Brandon's voice is so good on it. And that's the title track, If Not Now When, mm. the opener. I feel like his voice is just perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I, but outside I don't of that, that song, so I don't. Yeah. I mean, he, he just, he perfectly places the vibrato. And it's just, just that mixed with the buildup of the song. I think it's just, it's an absolutely beautiful song. Okay. All right. That title track. But outside of that, the rest of the record is just so boring. It's, yeah, it's just not good. It's yep. not a good record. So I'm with you. That that's that's bottom of the barrel. But after that, everything is above a two point oh. Yes, I will. I will also agree with that. Minimum, it'll be a two. Um, this next one, this one, uh, <laughs> this one was not as good as I I, I remembered it being, and that's make oh. yourself. Wow, it's that low. Huh? Yeah, this this album used to be Damn. used to be way better than I thought it was. I, I maybe I just hadn't heard it in so long, but it's fine. Like the nostalgia hits real hard, and it hits hard enough to carry it, especially because the big three are split up in mm-hmm. a way to where it's not the first three songs, the f- one through in the first five songs, like the first of the big three doesn't come into like song five or six, and then it's split up throughout the album. So it's. There's enough there to kind of keep me going, but uh, otherwise it's kind of it's kind of boring and flat. I, I just it was it was okay. That's that's surprising it, for you. That's very surprising I, that it's that. Low. I thought this was going to be top three. To be honest, I thought this was going to be top three. Had we done prelims, this probably would have been number three. <laughs> but but we didn't, so you know, whatever. But um, I guess I guess uh, I mean obviously Battlestar Scratch Lactica, mm-hmm. that's a fucking banger. Good funky hip hop song, solid groove, and it really gets into it. I mean that's besides the big ones that that would that would be one that I would pick. I'm honestly very surprised. I am too. Like I thought, I just I'm so fucking surprised. I, I was I was coming into this week knowing that Science is still going to be number one, and then Morning View would be two, and then this one would be three. This, and now everything's turned upside down. This was this was the biggest uh this was the biggest upset. I'm surprised that a couple of these are as high as they are already. Oh man, you should you should you wait till we get to the top four. <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited <laughs> because I, I I in my own mind I, I had predicted where you were gonna put everything and already things are already turned upside down. <laughs> This is this is great. This is fantastic. After listening to this, I honestly think I will never come back to not only this record, but maybe even none of these songs, except for <laughs> "Pardon Me" and "Battlestar Scratch Lactica." <laughs> really, I I, I don't even dig Stellar at all, like at all anymore. Oh wow! Not okay. a fan. Oh, mostly shit. because I will talk about it in Morning View, but yeah, I, I nah. All right, so my number eight, my number eight is also "Make Yourself." Damn, girl, it is. I know. It, it honestly is. I've never thought, even way back when, I never thought this was like one of their strongest records. I've always enjoyed it, but especially this week, I realized like they they just have some like really solid 
newer music that just is so much better than make yourself there there's yeah. it's just it's not that it's lackluster it's just there's better I stuff before explain. and after yeah right like there's it's not really necessarily knocking this record it's because it's a good record it's just everything else is so much better so that, that that's also my number my, that's my number eight as well and my favorite song on this is privilege but also stellar i think stellar is that was the first incubus song i ever heard so there's always like a special place for that song and I don't know. I think that I still think Stellar is a great song, but Privilege is is my favorite off this one. After this week, okay, okay, okay. So, what do you got for number seven? Number seven for me. I didn't want to do this, but you, we, we had to do these fucking stupid EPs. But <laughs> I, I put side and specifically side B slash side A. I think side B is better than side A. But again, since you made me put them, I had to put them somewhere, and, and I think I think this is where I would put them. If, okay. if if it was one album, and it's not because it's very it's it's not a cohesive album. Side B is very much different than Side A. It's very much better than Side A, but um, <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. That's really your number seven, huh? Yeah, I, I again I don't like putting EPs on these rankings because again they're not cohesive albums. So there's not as much thought, as much time, and as much energy put into these as they were okay. to be a full LP. Um, Karma Come Back, right? I think that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's your favorite. That that would be my favorite. Um, Our Love, that's a good one. That's a good song. I think like back to back, that's a solid one two punch. And I know we talked about it when it came out, and I thought this was okay, but I really mm-hmm. dig side B. Like if if it was just side B, without the side A part, the side A didn't even exist. Side B would just be like a fantastic EP. <laughs> I'm shocked that that you're giving so much love to newer Incubus. Oh man, <laughs> I'm honestly surprised. So surprised. Just you watch. So Karma come back. That's surprising. I'm I'm honestly shocked. I mean, yeah. we're we're still at the bottom of the list, but I'm shocked that you even like it this much. But anyway, yeah, number seven for me is Trust Fall. This is I can't believe that we're 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 on the same page here. It's scary so far. Oh yeah, it is kind of it is actually very scary. Um and I will agree with you, side B is better than A. It's much better Damn, than A. We're even on that too. And my favorite song off this is Karma Comeback as well. Woo! Yeah. And then just because I can, I wanted to pick a favorite from side A. And that's Absolution Calling. I, I, I think that's a really good song, too. Oh. But yeah. Come Come Back is, is the best off of both EPs. I, it's, it's so good. His voice is so good on this song. Right. He's, the, he's, he's the best singer ever. Oof. It's the way she goes. Brandon Boyd is, Brandon Boyd is the best singer ever. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> Down Boy. What, All right, what do you got for number six? Number six, uh, Fungus Among Us. Okay. This one, uh, this one's fine. I thought this would be better than it was. To be honest, the songs lacked a lot of melody. That Incubus does really well. They 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 have a lot of really fucking strong melodies, but um, they do make up for it in this one with musicianship, especially like Dirk. Dude, Dirk is is just like the best part of this band in the early days, and he really lays it on heavy and thick. But yeah. there's just not. I need I need a strong Boyd presence, and he was there, but not something I can sing along to. But speak free. Okay. I, again, piggybacking off the Dirk Lance thing, 
the, like just holy shit, man, this one is incredible. And and he doesn't even like need to do that crazy baseline the whole time. He just introduces the song with it, outros it, and and the rest of it, he's just kind of grooving. And and he's I don't know, he's a lot better than I I, I remember him being. Maybe he got better. Maybe like they readjusted all the albums. <laughs> and, and he re-recorded it. I don't know. I do not remember him being this good. No, he's he's an amazing bass player in every sense. Like it's crazy how you see his progression from Fungus Among Us to Morning View, and just dude, the, the the guy is remarkable. See, I don't think there's a progression. I think he's just he he taught the other members how to also be good because he's <laughs> he always too, yeah. he's always been great. He just yeah. the, the band members finally just caught up. Well, I guess I'm saying like progression songwriting wise. Yeah. Not talent wise, but songwriting wise. I, I guess, I guess, I guess. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. And I'm wondering if your your Fungus Among Us rating is as low as it is, is because you're only able to listen to it on YouTube. That's why I started listening to it on YouTube. I don't know if I texted you. I feel like I did text you. You but did. You I got me. irritated. And so I turned it off because YouTube mm-hmm. pissed me off because I couldn't. For some reason, YouTube like allows me to minimize the box so I can do other things at the same mm-hmm. time. But, this, but then sometimes it won't. And it fucking pissed me <laughs> off. And so I waited till I was inside and then I played it through speakers and then I was just kind of like hanging out in my house listening to it. And so I knew that I would be, have, I, would, I knew I would be salty. So I turned it off and then re-listened to it later. <laughs> That's so great. I, I gave it a fair shake. <laughs> I'm glad you at least gave it a fair shake. So I knew I was already it's pissed off listening to it. <laughs> all right. So my number six, my number six is Light Grenades. Oh. I'm sorry, we we were, we're it's just we we couldn't we we couldn't match up exactly. But like grenades, I still think this like a good at least half, if not three quarters of the record is really good. And then other than that, the songs are just ah, they're just either bad or just okay. Like dig, I hate the song dig. I hate, I really hate the song oil and water. I hate that song. Uh, I think that's like one of the worst Incubus songs. And then Earth to Bella, I don't like that song at all. So Light Grenades is right there for me. And, oh, I mean, the songs that are good are really fucking good. And my favorite song, one of my favorite Incubus songs is the song Light Grenades. Mm. I, I love mm. Jose's drumming in that. I love the how, like, just, like, almost frantic the song is. I, I think it's a fantastic song. And, and just mainly Jose's drumming and his drum tones, I feel like it sounds so good. And then Mike's guitar tone sounds amazing on it. And then, of course, Brandon's vocals. Uh, but then a close runner-up is the song Rogues. That's a very good song, too. Okay. So Light Grenades and Rogues off Light Grenades. All right. That's my number six. Light Grenades. What do you got for number five? I have Light Grenades. <laughs> <laughs> this, one, uh, this one wasn't bad at all. I was worried about this one. This, is the, this was the wild card for me. Because this kind of really? started like, like this was the last one that I remember New Incubus being. This was the last, yeah. when this album came out, I listened to it. What was it, like a fucking a million years ago that I listened to it. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I think back then I was just bitter because I want, I want science. I want, I want Make Yourself. And so this <laughs> wasn't that. And so I was probably just bitter, but, but damn, dude, this was... Like this wasn't great, but this wasn't bad at all in any aspect, and the entire album was actually really fast tempoed. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of just like really went really quick, and I, I agree. A lot of like the, like the like like the big ones 
aren't aren't the best indication of what this album sounds like. And and with that, my favorite song was Rogues. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I really dug this one. It was it was pretty heavy and fast and, and had some like kind of cool prog elements to it. Mm-hmm. And the music reminded me of, of the best times of Sparta in their early days. What? No. A lot of like the, the weird stopping and starting and, and kind of like the elements of where the, the drums mesh with the guitars. It it sounded I, just like it. I don't Not I don't musically, make, I can't but maybe make like connection. structurally. Even that I maybe I just don't know Sparta well enough, but I, I can't make that connection. Can you know you know wiretap scars. I do know. I'm, I mean, I. Or maybe just know. Well, cut your ribbon and sand. Cut your clean. ribbon mostly, but I mean, I know the album, kind of. I don't know. Whatever. It's Sparta or what? They're they're whatever. They are whatever. But what Sparta does really well, is is a lot of um, a lot of weird patterns, especially drum patterns mixed with with like the other instrumentation minus minus the vocals. They do a lot of weird mm-hmm. patterns, and and I felt like Rogues kind of was in that same vein. Okay. But Light Grenades is fine. I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree. And what what I like about Light Grenades too, jumping back to mine as well, is that on Animali, I think that's a fantastic song. I do too. That's like one that's of good. that's like one of my favorite drum performances from uh from Jose. But also that was where I discovered what a marxophone was. Because that's what DJ Kilmore plays on that song is a marxophone. What the fuck that, is a marxophone? It's that I've talked I'm about just it. I'm gonna before. Google it. Yeah, look it up. I, I've been wanting one ever since I first heard. What the hell is this thing? <laughs> so it, it looks like a it's mini almost harpsichord. Like, it's almost like a harpsichord, but there's actually a hammer that comes up like a almost like a piano hammer, and it comes up and it hits the string. And they were only made like within the 1920s, and you can still find them. Like people still sell them, like original ones, and they go for a few hundred bucks usually. And I've always wanted one, but. Uh, but DJ Kilmore uses one on on Animali, and he uses one on the song Leech on um, Cruel Left of the Murder. I think on some other songs too. But yeah, I've always wanted a Marx one. I've always been looking for one. This thing but. is cool because not only every picture that I'm looking at on Google, the wood looks like it's from the 1920s, but the the Marxophone um, insignia, the banner, whatever you, the the logo, it looks like the Ouija board. It reminds me of like the Ouija like an old Ouija board. Okay, so what were you saying about the marxophone? I'm sorry. Before uh, Dude, we're, I'm done with, I rudely I'm interrupted done. myself. I am done with the marxophone. <laughs> like we are done. No, I understand. I understand that because I really fucked that one up. But what anyway, is, I, we're I not going to get. In. I got everything across anyway. It doesn't even matter. Everyone's going to know what happened. Everyone will know what was said, and <clears> they'll be able to hear it. That's fine. I'm just really yeah, hoping I, your number five is is uh, fungus among us. Well, actually, you're right. My my number five is fungus among okay, us. Then I think I think our top four may be pretty fucking damn similar well i mean we'll see we'll see but yeah fungus among us is my number five i thought this was going to be lower than it was but for whatever reason this one really um i don't know something really got me with this this time or got me this time around with it and um i I enjoyed my listen i listened to it twice this week because i listened through all of their albums again a second time and uh like you said like Alex just kills it on the bass and everybody kills it. I mean, Jose kills it especially and what a what a great output for their for a first album for a band. It's so good. And so yeah, Fungus Mungus, that's my number five. And uh my favorite song is gonna be You Will Be a Hot Dancer. That that's a great song. 
It's so silly. It's so dumb. But I love it. Do you think there's like a noticeable like it's it's noticeably missing any strong melody? Yeah, the the album overall is, yeah. Very instrument heavy. Especially like if you once you go from Fungus Among Us to Science, where Science is still very like groovy and, and very much in this vein, but it is way more melodic than Fungus. But Fungus is still great. It's still solid output from the band. I, I would say it's like, I, if I had to like, I, 2.25 minimum. I mean, you already ranked it. I just barked my mouth a little the bit. she goes. <laughs> did you? <laughs> no, of course I didn't. I'm not a fucking animal. I can't believe I did that. That was so bad. My number anyway. four. <laughs> this was, uh, this what was your number four. I was fucking surprised by this one. And uh, that's eight. Mm-hmm. Or, okay. or vertical infinity sign. I don't know how you pronounce it. But um, you can say eight. Eight's fine. Okay. Uh by no means is this like a like a, a, a uh I don't know, man, like a knock on this album because it's it's maybe lower than most people would want it to be, but it's also very, very surprisingly high in my list. And I don't want I don't want people to think that it's dumb or anything. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> this album is good. It's great. It is it is what I want from Incubus. It's it's fun. And I think Incubus above all is always fun. The, the the best parts of Incubus are always fun and quirky, but layered above very solid grooves, different ideas and melodies. And this one for being such a late album, like damn, this if if I like in our prelims, this would have been probably my last pick. <laughs> Even though I've never listened to it in its entirety, I would have placed this one last. That's I mean, I honestly thought this was gonna be at the bottom of your list. I'm <laughs> I'm truly surprised I thought so at how high it is. That's it's insane. Like, Absolutely insane. That's my favorite song. Like, how can I not choose when I become a man? Like it's it's so short and it's such a nice change of pace. <laughs> it's it, just like it's an interlude. It's not even like a real song. It brings them all the way back to when they did really fun stuff. But but make no sound in a digital fortress was also a fucking banger. One of the coolest incubus songs I've ever heard, too. Really? Yeah. And like wow. to be honest, like the last four songs of of eight were perfect. Mm-hmm. It was a perfect ending to this album. I'm so surprised. I'm so surprised. Like I, 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 I can't even believe it. I was I was surprised too. It's hard not to go into these latter albums and just already have like oh, here, okay, let's. I guess I'll put on eight because like, I gotta listen to it. And so it's hard. It's hard not to already have like like a bias going into it and that bias like faded away within probably like the first 30 seconds and especially because wow, like if I, not now when was so dumb i had yeah, zero was... interest in eight fucking zero interest in eight <laughs> maybe that's why you like it so much because it's such a contrast to if not now when it's possible or it's just a fucking banger of an album and it's it's surprisingly good in all I the right ways, I cannot believe it. I, I mean, I'm I'm so shocked. I'm I'm happy, but I'm shocked. But my my number four is also eight. It's also eight, and I I've liked I like this record from like the day it came out, or when it did come out a couple of years ago, <clears throat> or last year, whenever it was. And 
the only the only issue I have with this record is Jose's drum tone. I feel like his drums, his especially his snare sounds like shit, and I feel like that was such like a characteristic of the band and his sound was his snare tone, and I feel like it's so lost on this record. It's just like soft I, and flat. It's so flat. Yeah. His drums on this on this album and the drums on If Not Now When were so flat. Like if you even go from, from Light Grenades to If Not Now When, I mean it's like night and day. His drum tone. But that was like his characteristic. But it was so lost on the last two records. But then the songs made up for it all. I feel like the, the songs on 8, I, I feel are so, they're so underrated for Incubus. And nobody talks about this record. Nobody talks about it. It it's because it came after the worst. It could be that. And because it is so late in their career, you know, it's. And it came I mean, on, like right around their fucking worst EP too. No, wait. Well, no, well, Side no, A so, came out yeah. like in in fifteen. This came out, I think, in eighteen, and then, and then what? Side B came out this year or late last year or something like that. I think it was no, 19? it was, was two thousand twenty, wasn't it? Was it twenty? Yeah, it might have been twenty. Yeah, it was twenty. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, no, no, it's solid, and I I've always liked it. But then this week, I've probably listened to this record like six times. Damn, like, six times? Know, yeah, there's like something about this record. I don't know why. It, something really clicked with me this week. And I don't know what it was, but I, I, I think it's so good. And my favorite song, I got two favorites. I got Familiar Faces. I love his the melody in that one. And then also State of the Art, one of the slower jams. I, I ah, It's so good. And it gets stuck in my, State of the Art gets stuck in my head so much. All the fucking time. All week, it's been stuck in my head. I think that's like a really, def- like a really, um, I guess, I guess uh, a defining characteristic for a really good band is if you can turn their album off and still kind of hum the melody from the third song and it's yeah. and it's just like damn that that was a strong melody because a lot of music you turn it off and like that's it even but especially with incubus where they're such a melody driven band with heavy instrumentation undertones yeah at their best yeah that's definitely that's a great description of them for sure Okay. All right. Top three here, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Are we gonna? We we've only we've only uh, differed once on this on this whole list. And it was so, so close. It was just one after the other. <laughs> they, they could have been interchangeable. It doesn't even matter. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Possibly. Yes. But I think uh, I think these may may be different. Um, number three for me is a crow left in the murder. Okay. Murder. Right. Uh, this is the album I wanted. Make yourself to be. Like this is what it should have been. This, like the bangers on this one, hold up really well, and the rest of the album really matches the intensity and complexity of Morning View. Even though Dirk is noticeably gone. Oh, definitely. And that's I think the biggest knock to this for me is like, dude, there are some insanely strong melodies, and I think. Anybody that hears like Megalomaniac or Talk Show on Mute will be humming those tunes days later. But the reason why this is just, I mean, the top three are, they just get better and better and fucking better. <laughs> so it's, it's, I have to pick minor things to lower each one. And, and that for me was, was, was the absence of a phenomenal baseline. For this one, and then that, that's why it's number three for me. But Z Z Z Devil, 
Z Devil, Z Devil. Oh yeah, Z Devil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, without without um, without picking a single in in this one, like this would be it. Even though I really love Megalomaniac, um, this won't be it. It's just fun and groovy. It's it, yeah. I think it's I think it's just that they do a lot of really groovy, funky stuff, and it's very it's very subtle. It's very hidden in in heavy metal thrash vocal melodies but it's all there and it's all very very groovy but but megalomaniac's really 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 good really good that song is, so that's that's your your bb on that one i don't want to say it because it's it's like the, a popular song but dude megalomaniac is a perfect song it is it's a great song I love <laughs> it's that such song a too. good song it's like i don't even know it's i have such a good time and i listen to it too I thought this this album was going to be lower on your list. I thought this you've always you've always kind of talked shit on this record. I thought this would have been the mid range. I thought this would have been the mid range to to the left. I for sure thought like Science, uh, Morning View, Make Yourself, and then Fungus Among Us would all have been the tops, and then this one would have been like the middle, and then Eight would have been last, and and then kind of go <laughs> backwards, I guess. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy! You surprised me, but but for for the better, you know. Crazy for that one, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number my number three is this is uh, it's Morning View. Morning View is my oh. number three. I'm sorry, my so uh, I've always thought Morning View was my my number three, and then this week I I listened to Morning View. And I thought, dude, th- there's no way that, you know, this is going to be a number. This is going to stay at number three. This album is so good. And then I heard the next record and I thought, fuck, dude. Morning View is great, but has nothing on, on another one of these records. <sighs> I love Morning View, but that's right. my number three. I'm okay. not going to go more into that because we'll get into it soon. But what do you got for number two? Uh, my number two is Morning View. Figured as much. Yeah. <laughs> It's, you do. I, I mean, we'll get into that when it comes up. Yeah. So my number two is Crow Left of the Murder. This is uh, the, what, what a departure from everything that they've done. And I thought, you know, Morning View could be better than Crow Left. But after listening to this record again and again and again, Crow Left of the Murder is a perfect record. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, I'm sorry. It's a perfect record. I don't know yeah. about that. It doesn't. It doesn't have uh, Alex's like crazy cool bass lines or groovy bass lines. But damn, dude, the songs are so strong. The melodies are so strong. the 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 tone of the record is is amazing. It's just it's a beautifully made record. Brendan Brendan O'Brien did an amazing job producing this record. And what what a debut for Ben Kenny as the as the new bass player. You know, it's like you have all these massive hits off of Make Yourself and Morning View. You get this new bass player, and and it completely kind of it honestly changed the entire dynamic of the band, having Ben Kenny join. And that, you, you put this record out, and it's just like it's remarkably good. But just think it's, of like the coolest like tunes, right? The the coolest lines and the coolest instrumental melodies. Even like megalomaniac, you could take the bass out and it would still just be fucking equally fantastic. Yeah. But then you true. take you take some of the bass parts out of things prior to this that DL did and yeah. it it wouldn't be as good. It wouldn't even like be enjoyable almost. 
that that's just a difference in songwriting because it, the earlier the first four records were more bass heavy they were more relied more on groove rather than actual song structure and melodies and and stuff like that it's it's just a different form of songwriting not to say one is better than the other necessarily true they're just true. different forms of songwriting because i don't want to knock alex's contribution to the band and i don't want to knock ben kenny's contribution because i think he's a very talented musician and songwriter he's fantastic so i don't want to knock either of them honestly okay but yeah corella to the that. murder and my favorite song my top five song is leech i love that song marxophone no, oh, yeah. it makes another it makes it easy. First. They don't don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that again. Don't get crazy. But, <laughs> but the marxophone does make its introduction here in Leech, and then also Six That Little World. I mean, what a the drums on that! I love the drums. That guitar solo. Oh my god, it's so good. But yeah, that's my number two. Okay. So what do you got for the number one? Uh, number one, still to this day, it, it, ever since I've heard it in its entirety, it, it's been my favorite Incubus record. And I've really, um, up until this week, I've really only played around with three and a half Incubus records, the half kind of being Fungus Among Us. And so it's it's untouchable. It's it's You can't beat it. It's them at their best. Everybody is at their best. The best parts that you like about Fungus Among Us are still there but with strong melodies, with great vocal performances by Boyd. It's just, it's a perfect record. It's a, it, I, If we did it, I would give it a three out of three, hands down, no problem. <laughs> and and I wanted to, to, to knock this down because it is in that like untouchable realm. It is yeah. in that, that Pinkerton-esque realm. So I, I tried to find like things that were, that I didn't like about it and I, I couldn't find anything. I found no fault in this record. Like there's, there's this album has rock. It's got hip hop, funk, some salsa. Even it is unbelievably good. It's yes. crazy how good this this album is. And and I I was, damn, I was super tempted to buy it on online too in vinyl. And I just I had already bought a fuck ton, and so I couldn't do it. Even I, but it's it's always available, so it's it's not going nowhere. Yeah. Um, but summer romance that's got to be my new favorite my and my, and my favorites always kind of like go back and forth and and it's kind of a deeper cut and kind of gets lost in its own mess but mm-hmm. there's a lot to unpack and i just i love that fucking guitar riff arguably the best guitar riff on that entire album you think so oh man it's so good damn like i even like looked it up on my guitar task like oh dude i need to play that because that's fucking fantastic <laughs> I'm surprised. Oh. Summer Romance. Wow, that's that's a big shock for me. Cuz there are a lot of bangers on this record. So I, I mean, it's even like the songs that aren't bangers, they're they're I don't want to say as filler, but they they are there as kind of filler to kind of supplement the before song and then transition into the next song. But even mm-hmm. the filler songs are just they're fucking perfect, but <laughs> Like a lot of my old favorites, I've always been like Vitamin, Redefined, or, or favorite things even for like a while, while. But damn, man, I don't know. I just summer romance. I mean, I I can't knock that because that is Gets me all truly a remarkable song. All giggly. <laughs> so my number one is also science. This is not the first Incubus I ever heard, but it is my favorite Incubus, and I there's honestly. As much as I've listened to this fucking band, this is the one record that is just, it's completely flawless. There's nothing wrong with it. 
for a lot of the, the reasons that you said it it it's truly a perfect record it's not overly melodic but it there's enough there to 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 keep that 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 attention or that to keep that i don't even know what i'm trying to say there but i don't know i think it's a perfect fucking record it, through and through i jose's drumming on it is is truly truly fantastic and then obviously alex or dirk whatever you want to call him his bass playing is is the best out of all their records that he that he performed with them this science is is his best output and uh the the crazy noises that mike came up with on the guitar is very reminiscent of like corn but also like in a very signature sound of his own and then brandon boyd you know my the a great vocalist and then you also can't he is my favorite vocalist but but then we also have to look at the dj because it wasn't dj kilmore who played on this right it was uh dj life dj life with a y life yeah dj life with a y Uh, he he did it all on this he was he was did all the djing and the scratching and i think it was really 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 good it's fantastic. Not not to say that DJ Kilmore is bad at all, because it's not. But what DJ Life did on this record was, I think, really underrated. Very I, underrated. It's it's much like the the bass player differences. It's it's also very different in the in the in the turntables, because one sort of is a member of the band and wants it to be heard, while while Kilgore is Kilmore Kilmore Kilgraves. <laughs> If you watch, I think Jessica Jones is more of like a, I mean, we'll get more into it in Morning View, but he's more of like a nuanced member. Number one. I, you know, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But my favorite song on this, on Science, is my favorite Incubus song ever, and that's New Skin. Oh. I love New Skin. I love the the uh, the bongos and, ah, dude, it's so good. It's so fucking good. But then a, a a close runner up is Nebula. Nebula is really good too with that bass line, that do 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 that that weird scale that he plays. Good so that's stuff. my um, that's my uh, my number one. So that leads us to our album of the week. So what are we doing this week? Uh, we're doing Morning View.
Incubus formed in 1991 in Calabasas, California by Brandon Boyd on vocals, Mike Einziger on guitar, Jose Pasillas on drums, and Alex Katunik on bass. They currently have eight full-length albums, five EPs, five live albums, two compilations, and have sold over 13 million copies worldwide. But the album we're doing today is called Morning View, and it is the band's fourth album. It was released October 23rd, 2001. It features all the original members I just mentioned, plus DJ Kilmore on turntables and keys. This is also the band's most successful album to date, selling several million copies worldwide. Now, Jeff, what are your initial thoughts on Incubus and the Sound Morning? Oh. What do you got? Go. Can- you know there there are some there are some bands that you that you tie with like um, past life events. An, uh, an old flame of mine used to love Incubus and play nothing but Incubus. And now that I think about it more, her favorite album was Make Yourself. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's and, why it's so low. And so maybe that's that's why it's so low and why I really <laughs> don't even like Stellar at all. Really, her favorite album was "Make Yourself." I don't know if it was her favorite, but she she played it like constantly. But the other mm. band she loved a lot was uh, Coldplay, and not that I'm a big Coldplay fan anyway. But whenever I hear them, I just like, oh fuck this band, just like completely <laughs> over. Just a very sour taste in my mouth. Not that I was I'm soured in any way from the relationship, but it's just it brings up feelings that I just, I just don't care for anymore i guess so it's hard for me yeah. to to separate cuz i'm a child so it's hard for it's hard for me to separate <laughs> those things from my 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 psyche from my my ego or my super ego or my the other one the id the ig the id <laughs> oh my god but you're getting, uh, you're getting too deep for the pot yeah my my first impressions of incubus is 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 uh is warning and really yeah i think i think Besides you Stellar, know. Warning was the other Incubus song that I heard, and I knew Stellar. And I, when I heard when I heard Warning, I was like, "Oh, this is this is so fucking rad! Like, what is this? Oh, this is the band that also does Stellar. Well, what is Stellar?" And they play, and that that was it. But Warning is the is the one I remember really like sticking and and just thinking even to this day, just how <laughs> how like insanely great it is. Just this 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 sound like just sonically it's just fucking fantastic there's there's highs there's lows there's fast there's slows there's heavies there's lights it's a perfect song everything you want from a song is in is in warning everything yeah you might be right again i don't i don't know if that even answered your question but that's no i know that's fine no that was great that was great absolutely great uh, my my first impression with Incubus is the first song I ever heard was Stellar, and then I heard Pardon Me, and then Drive. So everything from Make Yourself, that's what I initially heard. I love Stellar, and I love Pardon Me. Drive, I never really liked because it's more of like a heavy metalman. So I just couldn't get into the acoustics. I couldn't do it. Could not do it. And then eventually, as I as I grew up a little bit over the next year or two, you know, Make Yourself came out and. Uh, nice to know you came out. I love that song. Warning came out. Love that song. So it's like the, this this nice progression of me enjoying Incubus as they've grown, as I've grown, and it's been it's been a it's been a nice relationship with Incubus over the years. And 
going back obviously and f- discovering science and then being absolutely blown away by science and then realizing, oh, they have an even more funkier record before that. Not necessarily liking it as much, but it's still a great record in general. Yeah. And that was kind of my, my whole thing on Incubus. Like I, I didn't really know anybody who liked Incubus growing up, like in high school or, or anything like that, or after high school. I mean, people liked some of their songs, but that's really as far as it went. Like nobody really followed their career. But whatever. Brandon Boyd, I mean, I've said it many, many times. Brandon Boyd is my favorite singer ever. I, I he has the greatest voice and he just he can do no wrong. Like vocally he can do no wrong. Is that like male, female vocalist? Just all all of all around all favorite around. singer. All around favorite singer is Brandon Boyd. hundred percent. Brandon Damn. Boyd. Like his voice is just so it's so good. It's so soothing. But he he has and he can go within like so many different styles and he's just proven himself in so many different ways. It's it's great. I think he, he's he is the great the greatest vocalist ever. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Even better than than Mark Hoppus? Better than Mark Hoppus. And dare okay. I say dare crazy. I say don't say it. Dare I say, say better it. than Tom DeLong, not just Tom DeLong, obviously, but better than Jonathan Davis, and better than Omar, better than Cedric, <laughs> better than oh, better than Omar. Obviously, Omar is not a good vocalist. I will say, that. but you got, but, but we got to bring him up on every pod. Well, it's true, but Cedric was going to be like that segue. But you are you you didn't want you didn't want to make the segue. You just I, I, I set you right up. I set you up by saying Mark, and then I let you. I allowed you to do it into Tom. So yeah. I guess whatever, but anyway, you know, no, Incubus is great, and uh, this this record is not my favorite, but it's still one of the best records they they put out. So, like, you know, you know those bands where they put out a lot of music that everybody knows. It's it's popular. They chart. They they tour. They sell out. They're good. You like their music. Nothing's really bad, but you just never get into them. And when somebody says, "He's like, oh, what's your favorite band? Oh, my favorite band's Incubus." Like, oh, that's. That's cool, yes. Like Incubus <laughs> has always been that band. Yeah. Like it's, it's nobody's favorite band, it seems. Yeah, they just they make decent music. I mean, I, like, so speaking from a a place of of not getting into their music deeper, they make decent music like at best. It's just it's fine radio music. They have a couple of hits and every album they put out is is fine. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I felt with Make Yourself, Morning View, and then Crow. And then when Light Grenades came out, I thought that was shit, and I was done with Incubus. <laughs> I'm over. But then that's when I got into like really into science, and I think like specifically when I went to Europe, I feel like science was was heavy, heavy on, on our, rotation. Yeah, especially because we were kind of going to Europe and the whole like didgeridoo, uh, what do you call it thing? Didgeridoo. Yeah, the didgeridoo. <laughs> it's like a cartoon that's an Australian or thing. That's I know, a... but, but I'm, dude, I'm fucking 20 years old going to Europe. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think Birmingham is the same as, as people from New Zealand. I don't know. I don't know anything when I'm 20. I don't know, Tyler. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> no, so, that's true. So yeah. I, I think that's when I, I really realized that Incubus is more than just three out of 12 songs from an, per album. And, and and science really brought it up for me, and that's when I really got into Morning View too, because I thought, well, if Warning is this good, then the entire album must be this good. But I think, like you said, I 
I'm not like a huge fan of like Wish You Were Here or Nice to Know You. Even though I think they're bangers, I listed them as bangers. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of there's a lot of better stuff on the album. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. So then, so do we? Let, let's start with this. Do we have any stinkers on this record? No, there are no stinkers. There are some okay songs though. I agree with you on the okay songs. No stinkers for me, but a couple okay songs. Do we, do we want to touch upon the okay songs first, or should we two. talk about our BBs? I actually have just two okay songs. I have two okay songs, too. And they are almost back-to-back, but they're not quite. So 11 a.m. I think is okay, uh-huh. and then uh, Mexico I think is okay. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm almost there with you. I'm almost there with you. My okays are 11 a.m. and Wish You Were Here. I think Wish You Were Here is just such an an overrated song for them. <laughs> There's so many better songs on this record and okay. in general for the band. All right. Well, I guess we can just not talk about 11 a.m. Um, I do okay. want to talk about Wish You Were Here because I think it's a banger. Let's do it. We but uh, it. but then also it. Mexico, too. I, 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 we can just not. If, 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 it was, if Mexico was just an instrumental, mm-hmm. I, I think it would it would be one of my favorites on this. I think he doesn't. I, I less is more in this in this in this context. I wish this was just like an instrumental, a little bit a little bit shorter, but I wish this was an instrumental. And you can hear those scratches on the strings when he when he's when he's strumming along. Mm-hmm. Really, really raw, really cool. I, I I love when bands just keep that that acoustic scratch sound in. I love it too. It's, but so that's that's cool about Mexico. I just wish it was instrumental. But let's let's uh, we wish you were here. You don't you think that's a stinker? So no, we can uh, we, <laughs> we can talk about that one. <laughs> this one this one was funny because this one actually like hit me in the feels right. So mm-hmm. so just kind of like getting into the whole beach theme, the whole ocean theme, the whole the whole uh, diving deeper into your own psyche while staring into a vast abyss theme. This one really made me miss like the ocean. Even though when I lived in California, the older I got, the less I liked it because of traffic, because of pollution, because of shoobies. I just the ocean is <laughs> fucking terrible. Huntington Beach and Newport is awful. But it really is, yeah. But like the coolest memories that we have, and I, I anybody from Southern California, the coolest memories are fucking bonfires. Bonfires, yeah. Being They're out by great. the beach and looking up and just seeing nothing but like stars and little holes being punched through, as Brandon Boyd would say. Oh, my God. And it's just, it's such a cool feeling. And I, I really do miss the beach sometimes <laughs> now that we live out here in the fucking armpit of, of America and Arizona. But this, uh, and this is a cool song. Love I love this song. I, I do love Arizona a lot, I will say. The, the beach is not enough to make me move back to California. The beach is great, though. Like, you know, when it, when it, when it's dark out and you just hear the, the waves crashing, Oh man, it it it's a it's such a it's an unreal sound. Like there's, there's nothing that can compare to that sound. There's nothing like a good like hey, let's stay up all night and then just watch the ocean to make you feel so insignificant and so unimportant in the grand scheme of life. Scheme, yes, the scheme. Did you like that? The grand <laughs> scheme of life. <laughs> There's nothing like it. The ocean is all will always be there to beat your ass, to fucking tear you down, to ruin you, to make sure that you know that you are nobody. But damn, it's beautiful. It is. And you know, when when you're when you're in that that moment, 
Dude, I feel like we're we're like we're like subtly quoting this stupid fucking song. See, and that's it, what I'm bringing it mad. back to. <laughs> and it makes exactly. making me mad exactly. that we're we're we are like, oh my god, it's making me. It's like irritating me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, truly, like the way the way each of us has, have started our thoughts have been like a part of the lyric of this song, and it's truly aggravating. Oh boy! This, this, but I will, this song is this song like, again. It just it creeps into you, and I th- I think maybe just being from Southern California, close to the beach, you you're not a true head until you've like lived close enough to where you can make a day uh, a, a half day trip out of going to the beach, having a great time, and still being home before like dinner. Yeah, no, that's and true. then maybe even going back to the beach for a bonfire. Like you can go to the beach two three times in a day. Yeah, no, back you're in the absolutely day right. when traffic wasn't fucking terrible on the 55 or <laughs> any other shit freeway in California. Yeah, it's true. But but what I was gonna say too is like when when like it, it it's dark out. It's it's like you know 10, 11 o'clock at night, and like you're just hanging out with the beach with friends, and like you just hear you're you hear everything going on around you, like the waves crashing and everything. But like you never get bored. Like you can everybody can sit there in silence, and just kind of like stare off and just listen. But and nobody will say anything. But I feel like nobody's ever bored. Like everybody gets like instantly introspective, and it's this weird thing that being close to the beach or being close to the ocean can do to you. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way, but there've definitely been moments where, like, even hanging out with you, like, you know, we we would go to you and I used to go to the Sandpiper in Laguna all like every Sunday night. And then like we'd be we'd have a, a few beers and then we'd go like go down to the like kind of the beach or whatever and just like hang out and and just like just sit there. It was just like that's what we would do. Like specifically after we left that bar, there was like a, a bench that would overlook in Laguna, overlook the, the ocean. Yeah. And it was kind of like a residential, so you you know, you probably I don't know, it was probably closed because there's a lot of private property down there. But dude, we sit there for like hours and just look. Yeah, and and, and nothing. And the and the best part of like camping is, is just like sitting around that campfire watching the fire. But just imagine that just like on steroids with the ocean behind you. And that's that's what like a good bonfire does. It's, it's absolutely perfect. Absolute bliss. And then I wish you were here takes all of those concepts and just like that that feeling of laying on the sand and like and he says putting your head back in the sand and looking up at the stars and <laughs> so just wishing annoying. that somebody wishing whoever it was that his significant other whoever it was wishing they were here too but still being like well fuck it and with a smile on his face enjoying the moment oh, it's so annoying it's so annoying that <laughs> it's so che- it would be so cheesy if it came from anybody else it it honestly would but it if just, this was like a rod stewart song and the lyrics it would be we would be like making fun of him saying this is so fucking dumb but also, you know, you know what's funny is like this is so, like hyper specific to this region of the world that I feel like only people in Southern California and like more specifically like Orange County and San Diego County, like they were the they're like that's the only time that you can relate this this kind of thing to. Like it's. But the- it's so but people specific. move. People are still moving to California, in 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 the the crazy amount of numbers, because of this concept, because they want to achieve this, because they want this lifestyle, which mm. they will never get. No, 
unless you live in Huntington Beach or Newport. People move to Corona thinking they can drive to the beach and back in a day. <laughs> two hours they there, will, two hours yeah, back. They will never achieve this, but this is what they think. This is why people move to like Southern California, even even Central California in some parts. Yeah. But they'll never achieve it. And it's 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 something that is completely lost. And I think we are we are super lucky to have experienced this before. Before it like really went to shit. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I totally agree. Damn, the song is a fucking ba- like it boggles my mind how you don't think this is a banger. Not not just like the nostalgia fact of, of Wish You Were Here, but they do such a good job of like weaving in and out of the heavy and light music. Mm-hmm. Very ambient at times. And Incubus does a fantastic job at just doing like a lot of ambient, weird, slowed down. Let's let's think about ourselves. Let's get introspective, as you said. Mm-hmm. But the chorus, man, the chorus is so plain Jane. But the riff under it is so fucking good. I think it's I think it's the the chorus and the hook that I like the least amount. Oh, it's just so simple and so it, dumb. But that's what I, I I don't know. That's what it is. Like I think it's it's too simple and too dumb. To where I can't list this as a banger. Not to say that it's a bad song. It's just not. There's no way it could be a banger for me. Like it, 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 it rides that line of silliness. And then during the chorus, <laughs> it it really crosses that line. But I don't know. It, it, it's good. And, and it, this and, song's uh, specifically, Kilmore really does a good job at accenting the music rather than trying to control it. Little subtle things that he does, like they don't really start or finish anything. They're just they're just there. They're usually like in the middle of a riff or a chorus. They don't kickstart anything. They don't end anything. They're just they're just there to, as like toppings. Yeah. But they're not they're not too much. But they're just enough to 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 further layer and and make this album more complex. One of my favorite parts of this song though is is Kilmore's part when he um like that 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 effect that he used like that that stuttering effect that leads back into the verse where where Brandon says I dig my toes into the stand into the sand but but before he he says that those lyrics Kilmore does that like that dun, dun, like I, I the only thing I can think of is like that stuttering sound super you know what subtle. I'm talking about it it's subtle I, yeah. but it's it's this tra- but that is the transition back into the verse where Brandon sings that line. And I feel like that transition is absolutely perfect. Why do you fucking hate this song? It's the, it's, it's the chorus in the hook that just kill me. I I cannot do the, I can't do it. I I, I will say too, that as far as like Boyd being your, your favorite singer, he does a good job at, at almost being annoying (laughs) in his, like that noise. As if he's like Jim Carrey in uh, in Dumb and Dumber when he's you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world, <laughs> like that's Boyd, but almost there. But that's only in this song. He he flirts with that. No, he flirts with that quite a bit, and in, in a lot of his stuff. No, 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 no. Mainly you're, you're, in the song. You may you may. Uh, this song is like the the most egregious part egregious. of it all. But I, I always gotta say it like that because of uh, workaholics. Okay. But uh, no, he 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 flirts with that with that with that concept quite a bit I quite guess. a bit i guess what um do you want to do your bb or you want to do my let's BB? do your bb let's, what do you got my bb is warning that's easy my that's my favorite incubus song um i even if we didn't do this album now that we're collecting vinyl i would buy this album 
just based off that one song. Hmm. Okay. I think I think that a song that that song is so. I don't even know, man. It's it's beyond it's beyond even like words. It's so fucking good. And what what really what really what I like about Mike Mike Enzinger is is I guess it's called volume swells. Yeah. His his guitar effect or his pedal that he uses it's like a volume swell, and you really hear it on this one, and that intro part. But then it like you bring in the bass with it and if you're listening on good speakers and you, and you, you turn the bass up really loud as he's hitting that last note to coincide with the bass, he's almost like, like Zach wild squealing harmonic style of it mm-hmm. to where it rings extra long and it rings extra true. And it's so fucking good. I never thought about it's it that way. Deep. Yeah, that's, that's good. Like if you just play your guitar and you just hit like a like a G power chord and let it ring, it'll fade quick. Yeah. But this one doesn't fade. I mean, partly because he's he is using effects, but also I dude, I swear, like you can hear subtle like harmonics. Like when Zach Wild like Zach Wild is the king of fucking those squeals. Those the pinch harmonics, yeah. Oh, he is so good at it. That's about <laughs> all he's good he at. He is, yeah. He is so good at it, though. <laughs> it's it's like, crazy, but it's so <laughs> annoying, too, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it is very, because that's all he fucking does. It's, it's like, equally impressive as, <laughs> as it is annoying. But I love it for, like, a minute, and then I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but here, I swear, dude, he's doing, like, these subtle, like, pinch harmonics to where those notes, if he let them, would ring out for days. <laughs> Not literally, but they'd ring out very, very long. And that's like the intro and outro of this alone. Absolutely perfect. You know, honestly, Warning is my favorite song of this record, too. It is my BB. It is my BB. So we got to play it. We haven't played a song in a little bit. And we got to play this song because it's our both of our BBs. And then we'll get more into it. So here's a, here's Warning from Incubus. Otherworldly Got your blessings Seduce a stranger What's so wrong with Being happy Kudos to those who See through sickness
What a fade, dude. What a fade. <laughs> Great song. Bum, 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 bum. It's one of the bum, 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 bum. the few times where that that kind of like um, that effect works really well. You know, like one of the most egregious and like worst egregious. the worst times that effect has ever been used is Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Oh, that tremolo effect. Oh, I fucking hate it. It's so bad in that song, but in this song, Mike uses it just enough to where it it complements the rest of the song so well. Like he doesn't rely on that effect to carry the song. He uses it more to accent everything else, and oh, it's so good. I I, I I think like in comparison to Boulevard, Boulevard is a song where you're always waiting for the next the next note, the next chord, the next sound. And this one, you're always expecting it to just be the end of the song. Mm-hmm. Everything just kind of goes off the cliff rather than climbs up the cliff. And and this one, this one's great because you're constantly waiting for it there's a like the whole song is a very nice crescendo up until i guess like the middle of it and then it fades out mm-hmm. and again like the highs here are so far from the lows the stop and the goes the song is very ambitious it is it truly is and then you i mean dj kilmore i feel like his his atmosphere and what he creates soundscape wise on the song is just so it's so subtle but it really it really fills out all of the gaps in everything b- between the vocals, the guitar, the bass, everything. It just, it fills in all those gaps. So there's no emptiness. There's no emptiness, but it's not, it's not overpowering to where it can like ruin the song. Like it, it's per, it's a perfectly constructed song. hundred percent. I also like to sing um, the frog's oblivious part. Like he does, like frog's oblivious, <laughs> all lazy and dumb like that. I like singing that part too. And then also like the back, the the heart, not harmonizing, but like the background. Yeah, he harms like, with himself. Sure. Will we change? And then it sounds so. It almost like <laughs> reminds me of like Pearl Jam in a way, but like way cooler because Pearl Jam sucks. Yeah. But ah, oh, dude, the song is so killer. Song is so fucking killer. <laughs> and I the out- dude, the outro though, like the outro is oh my god. You just think like how how could they get better than the intro? And it's like, well, let's just do the intro again, but <laughs> add more elements to it. Let's add yeah. high notes. Let's let's have Boyd sing backup melody to the band and then just have the band fade out. Perfect. And then the last thing we hear is just some cool spacey stuff. And they made a music video for this one too. This is like their third music video for this record. Yeah, I, I thought the music video was whatever though. I it's it's hard because with a song so good, like your video has to be at least as good. Otherwise, like why the fuck am I even watching this? Yeah, I think they filmed it in Australia as well. If I'm not mistaken, I think that that girl is like an Australian. She was like she is or was an Australian actress. I think nah. they were on tour over there. I don't know. It, it's it's nah. Don't worry about it. Nobody yeah, should worry about it. Yeah, the video the video is not bad, but it's not the greatest they've ever done for sure. But whatever, whatever. The, the song is the song is fantastic, fantastic stuff. So that's warning. Do you got anything else to say about it, or should we move on to your 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 two B? Uh, we can we can do my two B. What do you got? What do you got for your two B? Uh, my 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 two B is actually the the longest song on the album. And uh, it's uh, it's funny because 
we had a friend come stay with us like a couple of weeks ago and I had, uh, I had just bought my speakers, but I didn't have my record player yet because I hadn't driven out to California to get it yet. And so I was just playing like random music and I had played warning just because I, I love the song. And she's like, Oh, this is like my favorite fucking band and my favorite album. I was like, no way. Like, nobody's favorite fucking album is Morning View. She's like, no, for real. And then she named, like, every fucking song from this album. Damn. And I was like, well, what's your favorite song? And she said, my second banger, Aqueous Transmission. <laughs> and I was, and then when, and it was just weird, too, because it's everything, like, fell, everything just fell into place in a way, in in, in form, I don't know, it's it very coincidental, I guess. Yeah. And and yeah. listening to that song again, I was just like, God Damn, this is a fucking good song. Like, I can't what? believe this is your second banger. Though. What the hell? <laughs> Maybe I'm just in like a like a like a mood this past like two or three months. I don't know. And now I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, and so I'm very into the <laughs> into that that I mean, and I know I know the, the the instrument here is a Chinese instrument rather than a Japanese game. So, but I, I'm just in the mood. I'm in the yeah. You're I'm in the mood. I don't know, but damn, this song is so fucking good. And then just to have frogs. I love how you skirted around that, but that was great. But continue. Okay. Have frogs outro your music. Oh, is, the like, what are you doing? Like, that where do you get off best. having frogs outro the album? <sighs> this is my third banger. This is my third banger for sure. It's I got like, to throw it's that like in there. It's like they're there. Like, what should we do next? I don't know. Fade to frogs. <laughs> Fade, Fade to, to frogs. frogs. <laughs> but that adds to the whole vibe of this album you know i mean we we haven't really let, let's touch upon this real quick before we get into the song so they they rec- they they wrote this record at a house like this mansion off of morning view drive in malibu california so it's a very nice neighborhood very close to the beach so the band the five members they they lived there for i think like a month maybe two months they they had set up all their equipment in the the big living room and they would just write music and they would demo stuff and, and that was it. And then they would go like surf and they'd get high and they would just have a fucking blast. Live the dream. You know, they were literally living the dream. They were like early 20s living the fucking dream. And, uh, and mid 20s. Okay, regardless, mid 20s, whatever. So <laughs> they, they, they were in this like beautiful home, probably like one of the most beautiful parts of the world, or at least in the United States, one of the most beautiful parts of the United States. And they're just they're writing a record. They're they're hanging out writing a record, and I think that's what a cool vibe and environment to be in. And and then so that leads to this song, which in itself I think is super interesting because the instrument that's primarily used is is what's called a pipa or a pipa. I don't know how to pronounce it. Pipa. I would say pipa. I would say pipa. And I got I I got super into this instrument, and I and I. I almost bought it on several occasions. Oh. I almost bought it. And it, it's it's a Chinese lute um, and it's four strings. And it was actually the, the piper that was used on this, on this particular song was gifted to Mike from um, the famous guitar player, Steve Vai, who played in Frank Zappa and David Lee Roth and just an amazing guitar player. But it was gifted to Mike from Steve Vai. And then he played it on this song. And that's kind of like the whole story behind it. And then the frogs that you hear at the end, they literally just set up mics outside of the house that they were they were demoing at, 
and they just recorded frogs for however a few minutes and then they put that on the end of the record. Dude, like Malibu is one of those cities where you can have like a million dollar house on the beachfront, a million dollar house on the beachfront, a fucking shack. Mm-hmm. And then next to it will be a million dollar house, a million dollar house, and then a fucking shack. But if you go to the beach, everybody's the same. Everyone is just what you would think most South, Southern California should be like. Everyone's just chill. Yeah. I've, done, I've done several jobs there and I work for a, a beer installation company where we spent days, if not weeks, down in, or up in Malibu. And that's what it is, man. It's just, a, it's, there's a lot of like, not forest, but a lot of, land un mm-hmm. undeveloped land and it's it's a beautiful city but fuck it's expensive oh it's <laughs> insanely expensive like beverly hills prices but not but more with i'd the say douchiness <laughs> yeah without yeah without the douchiness yeah but damn dude like aqueous transmission is i'm gonna say is it aqueous or aqueous i have no idea i think it's aqueous i've been i've always said aqueous i don't care anymore but so again, like that 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 pipe instrument is that's such an iconic and unique sounding instrument, and to put it in this, and especially because we haven't heard anything like this that Incubus has ever done, this mm-hmm. abstract, this unique, this weird, this different, and I I think when 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 Killgreaves, no, I'm just kidding, when Kilmore comes in for the final count to actually kickstart the song. That one, mm-hmm. two, three, four. When he when he does his little thing, the yeah. burp, burp, burp. oh my god, dude! I just I lose my shit. I lose <laughs> my shit. There's, there's there's just so much to unpack in this song. I don't even, I don't even know what to do. There really is, and not only with the pipe, but there's also there's also like that that flute that plays along too. That that kind of brings it in, and then Brandon's like beautiful voice I, I i mean there's there's no other way to describe his voice in this but it's just like beautiful they just, like, they, they just keep piling just stuff on it. they keep yeah, piling just, stuff on or orchestral arrangements tonal changes from boyd and then and and even like the current instruments that are playing there's tonal changes in them but they never lose like their focus and there's a there's like a like a cohesive way they play with each other but kind of play opposite each other but still find themselves and it's like the perfect jam song that doesn't get sounding like fish or, or other stupid jam <laughs> bands. It's it's like it's a beautiful song that's essentially just like a fucking jam song. Yeah. I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a little bit a little bit of it. And I do wanna talk about the lyrics because we have not talked about any of the lyrics up until this point. So I feel like we need to touch upon it because well, there's, I, there's there's some better lyrics than, than what we've already talked about. There are, and I feel like I I never really dived into I've never dove into Brandon's lyrics, but I really 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 like them a lot. So I, I'm I, we gotta we gotta play this song. This is this is just a, an amazing song. So here it is, uh, Aqueous Transmission, however you pronounce it. Except it's not gonna play because this sucks. It's only playing the flute part. <laughs> You can't even hear <laughs> it's the not pipa? playing the great part. It's not playing the oh, piper part. <laughs> Maybe it comes in. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see if it comes in. No, not really. It barely comes in. I'll just I'll just have a play in the background, but 
it's like a truly soothing and relaxing song and they even play this song live which is even crazier if you think about it like they bring a pipe out on tour with them and they've played the song several times live that's pretty cool pretty rad mm-hmm. so what do you what do you got to say about li- like lyrically for this do you have anything to say this is not even like in my in my favorite lyrical parts of this album that didn't fucking make any sense but uh, <laughs> because i agree i i think like reading into his lyrics i think he's i think he's, he's a pretty fucking lyricist. good yeah he's a great lyricist and, and he does he does something that that i realized and i didn't know what the word for it was i've heard this phrase before but now i mm. fully understand what it means what it is how it's used but he uses a lot of uh of iambic pentameter what is that exactly? So so a lot of times at the end of a verse, at the end of the chorus, you'll hear kind of what's what's 10, ten syllables mm-hmm. for like the end of the line and, and then it'll it'll cut and then, then it'll go into the next part. And in those 10 syllables, you'll have like the foot, like like the stressed syllable syllables and then the unstressed syllables. So if you say like the word syllables, the, the, you know, the s is a stressed mm-hmm. part and the other part are not stressed. So he used that a lot. And and I like I never knew what that was called, so I had to look that up. And and there's not just like iambic pentameter; that's just the most popular. But there's like a fuck ton of other ones where, where poets and, and musicians and, and lyricists use. Interesting. Okay. So, but but he uses that a lot. So like if if and, and some of the best hooks and some of the best uh, core or uh, verses, the last line, if you count with you with just your fingers, you'll see that there's ten syllables, and that's why it's so. That's why it's so what? punchy. That's why it's so. Oh, I never. Like, I, I gets didn't at you know so that. good. Ah, dude, he's so good. I mean, like, it's, it's a very common thing, but I think he but not does in, it with purpose. But not like in popular music, it's not. So, but so, like, like specifically, I don't think this. I think this, 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 like, lyrically, this is fine. This is not even in my top like three or four lyric songs for the album. But this yeah. one's fine. But if you want to talk about lyrics, we can talk about lyrics. Where I you mean. Want to do? Well, let's get into another song, and then we'll get more into his lyrics. Since you're you're so fussy about it, <laughs> what is what is your what is your what is your two BB? What, what is your what is your what is your what is your? I'm not. I'm, I'm, oh, it's also like in my, in my notes too. <laughs> this is I, I specifically wrote here that this song makes me feel overly insightful. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm an idiot. I I feel like oh hmm, oh yeah equals MC squared. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's not something you normally hear, so it makes <laughs> you feel very introspective. So it makes stupid. you feel smarter than you are. Yeah, yeah for reals. For reals. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is your 2B, though? You said this is your third banger. This is my second yeah. banger. You, so you must have a 2B. I hope it's not like Mexico or fucking nah. 11 a.m. You don't nah. like 11 a.m. It's a sticker. My, my 2B, I hate saying it because it's another single, but it's nice to know you. Oh, nice to know you. Yeah. Goodbye. Nice to know you. Oh, it's so good. It's so dumb, but it's so good. But yeah, it's my it's my it's my second B. It's what a what a banger to start out with, you know? It just it kind of starts off like really slow and quiet and then it just like explodes and it, it catches you off guard. But that's kinda like how Make Yourself was, how that album was. It it started out very slow and then it just kind of exploded. And this is like a nice transition from that into what we get on this record, which I liked a lot. But nice to know you. I 
it's so fun and it's so catchy. I I love it. I love it. I I agree. I think the song is just fantastic. It's a banger. It's fun. It's it's hard. It's slow. It's heavy. It's dainty. It's got it all. It's it does dainty. everything. And there then are parts of it's like it's dainty. It's like it's like a it's like a, like a porcelain almost. It's it's gonna it's breakable. I like I love the part when he goes pins and needles. Nice to know you. <laughs> and then it just like goes into the chorus. It's so silly. It's so dumb. <laughs> but then I was reading too, like a lot. Some people believe or or they think that the song is is specifically about Brandon's drug use, and some think that it's more about like possibly his heroin use. I don't know. I couldn't find like really any evidence to support this, but a lot, some people believe that he was like addicted to heroin and this is him like kind of coming out of that, that addiction and like his, his, him becoming sober from like hard drugs. And I can see that lyrically, but I, I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything outside of, outside of that, that, that kind of, made sense from what he said in interviews or anything like that i read some of that stuff too i just don't see it lyrically or musically maybe yeah i see a little bit more lyrically but definitely not musically no i I feel like this is a breakup song and and just moving forward type of song but i feel like that's what he's really good at lyrically is that he's he's very very good at at making his lyrics very ambiguous but still like equally captivating. Like you can easily believe this a song's about one thing and then also believe it believing it being one like a, a completely different thing. You know, it he's very very he's a very great lyricist. It's pretty remarkable. I I I think so too. And earlier I said that he uses that whiny thing. Yeah. A lot and and when he's saying goodbye that part in the chorus Mm-hmm. that's another part where he he whines it's very whiny <laughs> but in like a in like a fuck you kind of way and to go along with the theme of like a breakup song he's just like like very snotty very very teasing like goodbye nice to know you and then he puts up his like but deuces he doesn't even say it like boom that. nice to know you <laughs> he doesn't even say it like that he's very whiny in his goodbyes overly whiny Let's hear a little bit of it. So here's here's nice to know you from Incubus.
also can we can we talk about Jose's drumming on this song? <laughs> Dude, he's he's one of my he's top ten drummer for me too. Brandon Boy is my favorite singer, and Jose is my top ten drummer for sure. He is like the unfortunate uh, role of of being kind of forgotten, just because of how great everything else is. And so it's it's he, he kind of gets like left by the wayside. It sucks, but he's too, fantastic. Ah, oh, he's so. <laughs> I mean, he's. Uh, Honestly, like primarily my favorite drumming style is mainly when a drummer uses mostly the hi-hat, the the snare, the bass drum, and like maybe a ride cymbal or like a crash, like every once in a while. But like I just love that groove and that's what Jose does. Like he's he's such a master of of just like a small kit. Oh, I love it so much. He's so good. There's he's a, so fucking There's good. a couple other songs here that I think are are my favorite of him drumming this one's not one of those but i do i do think everyone's on the, like on their a game on this one yeah no i i totally agree i absolutely agree the song oh my god this song is so good and, and they also I, I love when anybody can just i don't know I, i've never i don't know anything about this guy other than he was a diver but when anybody any artist ever brings up jacques Cousteau, i just fucking mm-hmm. love it I love, love it, it. <laughs> because like Wu-Tang, Bismarcky, yeah. Jedi Mind Tricks, anytime anybody ever brings up like Jacques Cousteau, it's yeah. just, it's such a cool name. It is. He, like, it, damn, it is it's such a cool is. name. Yeah. No, I know. Throw it into a song. I'll love it. I'll eat it up. For, I don't care. <laughs> Wait, did I ever tell you my, my, my great uncle or my, my grandpa's brother was good friends with Jacques Cousteau? Yeah, you said that like a long time ago, but yeah. I, I forgot. I forgot. Do you, do you have like pictures or anything? Yeah, my my uncle Tony. Yeah, he he has a Facebook. It's his Facebook. His profile picture is of him and uh, Jacques. That's so cool. Yeah, it's super. It's like from like the nineteen fifties or sixties, and it's it's my uncle Tony and 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 Jacques. They're just standing there because my 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 uncle Tony is like this crazy mathematician, and he worked for the government for decades and decades and um and yeah he he used to dive with uh with Jacques like through like up in the great lakes and up through canada and 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 stuff that also stuff that like is more government related too but yeah he he was he was good friends with Jacques. that's right crazy super fucking weird it's it's and, it's strange because Jacques Cousteau is such like a like a, almost like a household name but other than diving i don't know anything about him Apparently he was a super intelligent and very cool guy. <laughs> I mean, from what I've heard, because like I only know I know of him because of like the music and stuff like that. And then when I found out that my that my grandpa's brother knew him and was friends with him, I've I've kind of like brought it up in conversation with him, and like asked like subtly asked about about Jacques Cousteau and like he 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 talks about it, but it's nothing like he never gets like super in detail. Like he's almost like. He's very um, like hidden or not hidden, but he's very he doesn't really want to talk about anything too much. I don't know for whatever reason, but my uncle Tony is very he's a very shy person, so he doesn't really talk a lot. But yeah, he he, he knew he knew him and he was friends with him. It's fucking weird. Super weird. <laughs> and I was just I was totally blown away when I found out about it. But whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I had to take that sip right there. Sip my drink. Sip cool. Drink. 
Yeah. But anyway, what, what what song do you want to talk about next? What's your what's your number three banger? Your three B. Um, I I mean we can kind of get into more of, of uh, since I'm going to direct this now I guess so I I would like to we let's get more into his lyrics. Okay. Let, let's go on in circles. Okay. Um, one Great of my f- one of my favorite lines on the or my I guess my favorite things on the album. Actually, you know what? Let's 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 get into let's get into what I was talking about. The, I I know I'm all over the place here. Let's. <laughs> okay, you, you want you want to reset? What's going on? Yeah, with you? <laughs> I need to like calm down. Okay, let's let's get okay, into let's get into blood on the ground. Okay. So as I mentioned earlier that? that it's the iambic pentameter, mm-hmm. and and let's 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 take this this stuff, um, which was another one of my favorite things that he said on this. He says, "From now on, I'm going to start holding my breath when you come around and you flex that fake grin, because something inside me has said more than twice." That breathing less air beats breathing you in. That last punch, though, the reason why it's so fucking, not just because it's like lyrically, it's like a great fuck you because I'm better. It's just (laughs) there's 10 syllables there. There's a high and a low. Like that breathing, there's that that, that high stress and and the low stress syllable, and there's 10 of them in there, and it's just... It's fantastic. It's it's structurally great. It's a classic use of that of that literary device to really round off the choruses and the verses throughout the entire song. But this yeah. specifically, I think, is such a it's, it's, it's such like a it's it's such a fuck you to the other person. It's like, but breathing less air is better than breathing you in. Like I'd rather fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> it's so over dramatic. But in like such a childish and subtle way, but you can't help but relate and think that it's fantastic. Or it's just he has he's so fed up and is so filled with hatred that that's how he actually feels about this I, particular person. I love I fucking love that that whole that whole like verse. I think it's so good. Mm-hmm. Probably it, it probably my good. favorite verse on the album. But I also have another another line that I really really love. But also on blood and blood on the ground, some some fans speculate that this was uh, Brandon's kind of him subtly saying like him and Alex, the bass player, were kind of on the the their friendship was kind of over at this point, and he was just so sick of Alex. And this is him talking about about that relationship. That's essentially what this was, and how he really felt at that moment. And then obviously, I mean, if you don't know, but after this record came out and after this touring cycle was over, Alex left the band and was replaced by Ben Kenny. And I mean, it might be true. I don't know. I mean, this one, this one is definitely ambiguous enough to where that could hold true. And the music itself, I can kind of see that there are certain parts in this where I, where I, I say, okay, that, that would make sense. For instance, um, like Boyd has this kind of like rap, talk, sing thing going on, yeah. That that he does, and he kills it. Like he's super fucking good at it. But then there's other parts where it's the the drums will do like a drum roll that lead into like a chorus or something, and it's clearly turned up like in the mix, and it's super yeah. loud. The drums are like in the background the whole time, and then the drum roll comes in and real quick it's turned up and then it's turned back down. And I think that's kind of weird and that's kind of suspect because 
this is the only song that it really does it on. And then yeah. the verse, like the verse comes in and the bass and the DJ kind of appear and it's really rad. And the bass comes in like really groovy. But dude, that DJ, man, it's just so subtle. And it's like, it he makes this song. I feel like Brandon's vocals are the best, or like his lyrics or his his uh, his output is the best part of this song, for me at least. I really, I really think so. And w- what's interesting to me was that you you focus so much on the first verse, like the ending of the first verse. And my favorite part of this song is the end of the second verse. So the last four lines of the second verse, it's more the context, not like the whole iambic pentameter or whatever, whatever it's called. It's more the lyrics themselves. So the last four lines of this are the second verse say, from now on, I'm going to be so much more wary when you start to speak and my warm blood starts to boil. Seeing you is like pulling teeth and hearing your voice is like chewing, chewing tinfoil. That's like hatred, like pure hatred right there. (laughs) And it's, it's almost like to the point of being petty, but it's not like, it just shows like how much you, how much, how much you dislike this person without just straight up saying they're assholes. (laughs) Yeah. And and again, I think that, I think that this is ambiguous enough to where it could be about, about Dirk, about Mm -hmm. DL. So this, I, I think this is, this is a good this is a good representation of, of, I think, where he stands, like Boyd lyrically and, and, and how he writes music and, and kind of like just a natural raw talent he has to pick up on these cues, to pick up on, like even, like, dude, Shakespeare has been doing, like was, was like the king of iambic pentameter, if, if there was a king. So to even, even pick up on, on, on poetry to that like micro level and to end the chorus, the verse, the second verse, with that ten syllable punch, I think is is absolutely insane. Is is just this band does not get enough credit, even though they do get a lot of credit. This band doesn't get enough deep credit. Should I play a little bit of Blood on the Ground? Sure. All right. Sure. Let's, let's get into it because you know we we like to play music on this pod. So here's a, here's Blood on the Ground from Thank You Bisses. Cool. It's not playing, but that's fine too. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm afraid of what I might say. I bite my tongue every time you come around. Cause blood in my mouth beats blood off the Oh, 
Mario. Like it's like ruined like everything about anytime I've played a song on this podcast. Mm. I mean aqueous trend or aqueous however you aqueous transition. Aqueous, aqueous, aqueous. Have you however you pronounce it, the stereo fucked it up. It only plays one side of the yeah. the whole audio. But that was no, like this one too. It's I know, it's true, it's true. But anyway, solid song. Solid song. Okay. All right. I, what do you got? I, I just have too many notes. I got to rush you. I'm sorry. Wait, what do you mean you got to rush me? What do you mean? I get, I'm going to go from boom, boom. We've, we've only done like four songs. I fucking, there's like 17 <laughs> more songs I want to talk about. Okay, so we, we've we we've talked about, okay, let's go through this real quick. We, we talked did, about Nice to Know nice You. Nice to Know You. We talked about Wish You Were Here. Wish You Were Here. We've talked about, well, we haven't talked about 11 a.m. because we don't we, like that. We don't really, I mean, we don't well, need to talk about it. There are better things I'd rather spend my time with. Blood on the Ground we just talked about. Mexico we, Mexico, we covered pretty well. We covered, uh, warning we co- we covered, and then aqueous transmission. So we yeah. got like we're like halfway. Through. One, two, three, four, five, six songs. We're halfway through, and we're not going to talk about all all the rest of the album, I'm sure, unless you really want. To. Well, let's okay. Let's get into circles. Okay, let's get into circles. What do so you circles, got? circles. Besides circles, uh, circles, circles. Besides circles. blood, besides blood, circles has another. I keep saying circles. Now it's another. More say circles. I sound stupid saying it. Circles, <laughs> circles, circles. Circles. Am I circles. 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 <laughs> Kyle, it's like that same fucking Kyle. thing. Kyle. Sound like an idiot. Circles. Circle. Circles. Kyle. Circle. The more you Kyle. say circle, the dumber it sounds. Circles. So okay, so. Uh, his line reads is, I looked pathetic. I looked helpless like a stinger without a bee. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is, that's so good. You love that you, line? Because you don't, you don't hear somebody talk about not only how pathetic they are, but you would think somebody's going to say, I feel like a bee without a stinger. Yeah. Which is the complete opposite of like a stinger without a bee. Cause it can be, can survive for however long without a stinger, but a stinger is, <laughs> The stinger just fucking lays there. It's it's it truly is pathetic. Like the imagery yeah. is is fantastic. It really is pathetic. And this one, this one almost this almost seemed like like a depressing song about feeling lost and like lonely. But the second verse kind of gets a little bit deeper for me. And it looks like he's even mad. And he kind of understands that the person he thinks hurt him is probably equally hurting too. And that's why that whole, I saw my headlights, I wanted to run you over, but mm-hmm. I just, I flipped it, I, I went in reverse and then went the other way. And I think that's, that's, that's kind of mature in a way to, to, to have that kind of empathy, even when you're hurting. And I think for me, that's what separates like this guy's lyrics from most other breakup song type lyrics. See, I don't know. I, I kind of, I disagree with that because I feel like his, his, the first verse kind of, I, I like the the whole the whole stinger and bead thing. I think that was a great line too, but I feel like the first verse is like all this like self pity on himself, and then in the second verse he it's him kind of not wanting revenge, but him kind of like because he feels so shitty, like he wants to he wants to make her feel as bad as he feels. Ooh, but then what happens? You're there, but then what happens? He says, instead, I pushed, rewind, reversed, and drove away. He realized that I don't need to do this, and then he leaves. And then he says, seeing you disappear in my rear view brought me to the word reciprocity. Reciprocity? Recipro- wait. 
basically oh, reciprocation, dude. right? That that word, <laughs> that feeling of of it goes Recipro- in circles. So that like that that specific last two lines, when like so whenever that you see an imagery of of someone in a rear view min- window. Or, or, the, or the rear view, rear, 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 fuck rear. me in the fucking dude, face, dude. You are rear, out of your fucking mind. Rear view, oh my god, dude. <laughs> rear view mirror. Wow. <laughs> rear view mirror, dude. I that mm. that was a tough one for you. That was a tough one. Whenever you see imagery of a of somebody else looking and then seeing somebody else in their rear view mirror. That that kind of signifies in in movies and and things like that. That signifies that they are leaving that behind them. They are progressing forward. They are moving forward. And when he says that it brought me to that word, reciprocity, reciprocity, whatever that. How do you say that word? Reciprocation. Reciprocity. Dude, there has to be a better way to say this. Reciprocation is is the founding <laughs> the foundation word that I'm trying to get out of here, and that is that is kind of the concept of, of whatever's happening to you is happening to me. And that's why I think that the verse two is, is him getting over. Cause I for sure think that verse one is, is self pity. Very, very woe is me. But then verse mm-hmm. two kind of like gets back on his feet. He's angry at this point now, kind of like that 12 step AA thing. He's angry at this point. He's trying to get revenge. He realizes like, dude, this person's hurting just as much as I am. And I feel bad. So let's just, let's just call it. And that's why I think that this 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 second verse just transcends pretty much like all other breakup songs I can think of on top of my head, and becomes better. I th- I think I agree with you on that one. Yeah, and what a follow! Like what a what a great continuation from "Nice to Know You." It's it's squished in between two two fucking like hits too, and I think it's this is like a this is another instance of this song is kind of a deep cut. Because of Nice and Million, Wish You Were Here. Because of where it's placed. But yeah. The, but it is in the beginning of the record. Yeah. But, I, I, but musically, I, it's a, I mean, if you, I think you should. I think it's a fantastic fucking song. It, it, the intro is so damn cool. Drops in real heavy and ends up being really groovy. I love the random sounds that kind of go on in this one. And this one's kind of funky in the beginning. The riffage just kind of grooves along. It really does. So... So here's a little bit of uh, circles for you.
they go circles from the incubuses this is one also one of the songs that i always forget exists until i listen to the record i don't know what it is it's because of the placement it, it has to be it because be, i yeah. i agree i think i think because of the placement because it's it's between two not only just two bangers because they're both fantastic songs but also two hits mm-hmm. right two like singles and and yeah. i i think that's the reason why this gets lost and this is a deep cut it's a second yeah. fucking song yeah it, it really is it and this really is one is. of the most straightforward rock songs in the album it's weird to think too because like you would you would think nice to know you would be a more there are no really straightforward rock songs you're right yeah. One more, one more lyric that I wanted to run through that I think is so good, and and, and Boyd is, dude, Boyd is so good at being childish and condescending in a in an elegant way, <laughs> and I think just a phase also also <laughs> kind of puts that back into into or brings that back, uh-huh. hones that in. He says, "You are a fingernail running down a chalkboard." Oh, that I, I thought I left in third grade. <laughs> like, holy fuck, man. And I've like known this. Like, this would have been the best like fucking breakup line of all time. This is so <laughs> rad. This is so good. Like, not only are you calling somebody annoying as fuck, but all you're also calling them childish. And then you're also saying that you're you're fucking a decade ahead of them as far as maturity wise. That is such a boss insult. If not the most boss <laughs> insult, boss fucking Nass. <laughs> so good. I feel like that that's a lot of his lyrics on this this record too. He 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 does this, he has this inter- interesting way of of combining like very very cheesy lyrics with some pretty ambiguous or or like thought provoking lyrics. Like it's this, it's not even like a balance. It's like you, you either have one or the other, but for some reason though, like the extreme of both really kind of normalizes all of it. Yeah. It's weird. He has, he has such an interesting way of writing, writing lyrics. And I never realized it until this week. And the reason why I like Brandon Boyd so much, it just like really solidifies that. It reinforces your, your, your preconceived notions on why you think he's good. There you go. You hit the nail on the head. And I, I so like when I listen to these our rankings, I, I listen to all of them. Usually, I listen to album of the week first, and say, okay, "Here's our starting point. Here's what we think is either the best or one of their most important things to listen to." Let's go from there. And then I listen to all of their albums again, and then I kind of rank based on that. And then I go into like my lyrics and musical, listen to and take notes on that, and it makes me want to go back and then re-listen to everything with this kind of uh, this, this knowledge of his, of his lyricism in mind mm-hmm. and see how good he is on the, even like, like songs like megalomaniac, like the biggest bangers, like why are those bangers? Why are those so good? Cause like megalomaniac is, is almost objectively catchy. You can, you yeah. can give that song to almost fucking anybody on earth from any walk of life and it is fucking catchy. Yeah, and another another example of that, it, it's very, very cheesy when you think about it, but the song Anna Molly, so the song is Anna Molly, like the name, but then the way he, he, the way he sings the lyric, it's like Anomaly. Yeah. So 
it's so simple and so stupid, but it, it's another one of the one of those examples where like you can he's so good at at making his lyrics so open mind oh so open open ended and that was that's always been like one of my favorite things about him lyrically is the animali song as silly as it is but i, I love it he's great he's he's, great. he's he's better than i thought he was going to be i thought for sure he was going to be the worst part of this band just because <laughs> i i thought he was just uh because he's always, you know, he's always got like his shirt off and he's always like skinny buff and he's always sexy skinny boy <laughs> and he's got the sexy voice. And I, I I thought, okay, this guy's just a face and luckily he sings very well, but there can't be, there, there can't be substance. There just can't be substance. But there is. But there was. <laughs> and there it's crazy. Is. And there is. It's crazy. It's true. It is he true. he hits everything. He hits everything. <laughs> it's it's pretty remarkable. It's actually very remarkable that he hits every every point that that a rock star or anything in that that sense can hit. It's great, great stuff. Great stuff. Just just I want to hit on 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 Echo, drumming wise. Mm. I think that's one of my faves here. Uh, it's soft, but it's fast. It keeps this weird ambient empty space thing going on. It's very subtle, but it's fast. Like it's it's very fast and it drives the song forward. And and it's like overcompensating in its fastness. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. And then like to, to go like the opposite way, um fuck, I just lost it. <laughs> oh, and, and under <laughs> under my umbrella. Under my umbrella is kind of the opposite. It's 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 like he was doing earlier, like it's an echo. But this one is like louder and it's slower, but it still drives the song forward. And I think he does a good job at kind of sitting in the back, waiting, doing things that that some of our 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 favorite bands drummers should be doing, and and like playing to the song, like like you say that a lot. It's it's such a it's such a no brainer fucking concept, right? It's but drummers a, don't pick it up. It's such a fucking no-brainer concept, and I, I got to laugh. Like I, because it's I'm so frustrated. I'm so irritated right now. I'm so emotional right now. <laughs> this is what this is what Morning View does to me. This is what Incubus does to you. This is what Brandon God, Boy does dude, to you. This has been an, an intense week. I've been stressed about fucking school, kids' school, and online learning. And <laughs> my life is over because I have to wake up early now every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is this is a solid oh, week. Though. This has been a solid incubus. Listen, I've, I'm very very happy we chose Morning View, especially over Science too, because Science is too easy. It is. It really is. We can. Well, I don't know. Though, but, but is it though? Because does it have as much depth? You it know, doesn't. Lyrically, no. Science Science is not as as complex as Morning View is. Straight up. Have a good day. Science is just <laughs> raw fucking talent, whereas Morning mm. View, even Crow, like these these albums have more complexity. There's more there's more layers to peel away. Science is just like holy shit, you guys made that. I know it's pretty remarkable that a band <laughs> on their on their 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 second release can put out something like Science, dude. And they're all like in their the oldest person here is is, is Kilmore. He was twenty eight when 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 uh, when Morning View came out. Everyone else was twenty five. 
You <laughs> mean even then? Three years. Twenty fucking five. <laughs> it's you don't know crazy. anything. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but back to Jose, you know, it's like what you were saying. Like he, like what we've both been saying. He plays more to the song, but not only that, but he has like one of the great. He has such a great groove to his entire playing. Like he doesn't just play like a simple like four on the floor beat. He he like fucks around like he does like a lot of weird like eighth and sixteenth notes and on the hi hat and like he's he's a lot more intricate than than people give him credit for but it's not over the top to where it 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 overtakes the other portions or the other parts of a song like he just he perfectly ex- accentuates everything that goes on with it within a song it's fantastic. I think Jose Jose is so wildly underrated and ah, it's so frustrating sometimes, but whatever. It's it it's hard to like I don't know, it's hard to pick out members of this band because I mean, much like other classic bands where every single person is is equally fantastic, if not better than the last. And so it's hard to say this person's the worst because they're <laughs> like they're they're so important to the group, and that's yeah. why like that's why I listed Crow at like number three because it was missing one person. It was missing that special element that made everything before it so damn good, and that was that was Dirk. But that but that also doesn't like you. I mean, yeah, you say that, and I, and and I understand where you're coming from. But that also doesn't diminish you know what Ben Kenny brought to the bought brought to the band, and I don't know like. Like every member, he they offer so much within the the song structures and the songs themselves, and like it, it's hard to to say that one is better than the other. Like even between Ben and and Alex, you know, they're they're both very very good at what they do, but they're both wildly different songwriting wise. It's super weird. It's super super weird. Let's also, I mean, let's also give credit to to Pasillas for. Having zero formal training whatsoever. Yeah, there's that. Right. Too. To like, hey, dude, do you want to play drums? Like, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> You're really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How did you get this good? I don't know. I just did. <laughs> Ty. Have you seen me, what? Have you seen what he's been doing over the last like four months? No. Like he um he's been doing like since the this whole coronavirus shit started happening. Like every, like once or twice a week, he'll post like a, just a drum video of any Incubus song and he'll just, it'll just be like a drum through of it. And like, he has like multiple cameras set up around his kit. But what's cool is that like, he doesn't just like focus on one era of the band. He'll go like album by album. So like he started out with like a, like an album from eight and then he went back to like uh, a morning view song and then he went to a crow song and then he went to a fungus among us song. And like he, he, he like dives like into deep, deep cuts and like he shows like the play the playthrough of the song and it's really cool like he doesn't discriminate within like the band's discography and i like that a lot well i mean that's i i like that too but i mean he's also been there since the beginning he has but so it, it's, but you it's know still how, like, his music but you also know how, like a lot of bands are where like they will not even acknowledge their first several records because that's not what the band is about now, so they won't even talk about it at all, you know. And I, I like that that 
this band still acknowledges, yeah, Fungus Among Us, that was what we were doing 20 years ago, 25 years ago, but, you know, we don't do it anymore, but we'll still, like, acknowledge it and, and show it to fans, like, you know, we, we still can play it or whatever, you know what I mean? A lot of bands don't do that shit. I, I feel like after this week, Incubus is a band that once once Earth is allowed to have concerts again, I would pay like 50, 60 bucks to go see these guys. Oh, you're such. Oh, my God. <laughs> I totally would. And I'd get All seats and I fucking, I totally would. All you've done for years is saying, oh, I saw Incubus once. They They sucked. They were really bad. I never they said they sucked. Oh, you did. Fuck you. Yeah, you I know. Did. I even highlighted that show because I, to this day, I swear that I saw Mix Master Mike and then Mike D do a DJ set. And then it was 2001. So that was still, that was still Killgraves. <laughs> so I, I swear, dude, I swear it was Killmore that came out and then joined them on stage for like a, a double, triple DJ set when I saw yeah. him, Inland Invasion. And ever since then, you've hated it. Well, ever you since then, it. I was like, yeah, I've seen him once. They're fine. I mean, no but doubt. No, I feel, no but, I, but you I, saw I, him. Didn't you see him on the Light Grenades tour with no. Taylor? Oh, wait. I, could, I think you did. Oh, I could have sworn you did, and you hated it. <laughs> I, think I could that was be like, wrong, I, but I'm pretty again, sure you did. I, I think that was like towards the end of... of the beginning of the end. Oh, of that that of, era of, of your that, your life. Of that era of my my younger self, and so. <laughs> not that I'm like, pretty. I'm pretty sure you saw them. I'm pretty sure you're era. right. Yeah, it was, I think it was at Irvine too. I think it was at the uh, what you, the Meadows, the Irvine Meadows. Yeah, because I've been there without you, and there's no fucking way I would ever drive out there unless you were going to, or unless you were there. I just don't. Why would I fuck? Why the fuck would I go out there? Survive Meadows sucks. I, it's no, I, I get it. And yeah. It's far, and that freeway sucks. And there's it's not that the, far, but it sucks. Well, when you when you're when you're a spoiled brat from like Orange County, driving twenty thirty minutes out is, you know, it's it's far. But I'm pretty sure you saw him on the Light Grenades tour. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> pretty sure. But I saw them for the first time. It was right after it was right before eight and it was right after they came out with their trust fall site eight. That was the first time I saw them because they yeah, because they played Absolution Falling. And Deftones opened for them and it was fucking Oof. amazing. It was such a oh my god, dude, what an amazing show that was. Deftones and then you could pay me so good to sit and watch so the Deftones. It was so fucking good. <laughs> Like those were the two bands that I had never. Well, no, I'd seen Deftones prior to that, but Incubus I'd never seen. That was like the main reason why I wanted to go was to see Incubus, and then Deftones opening up for him. Oh my god! I wonder if I've ever seen the Deftones. You did. We saw them together. We did. We saw them at Family Values, two thousand six. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was two thousand six or two thousand five. They opened up for Corn. And it was when Chi was still in the band. It was before he he had a, oh. a bad car accident. So you saw the the essentially like the original lineup of the the band, yeah. But we saw him, and you hated him, of course. But yeah, I still do. But that's fine. Yeah, that's fine too. But dude, I just you have can't seen Deftones. You have seen Deftones. That's cool. I guess I can add the Deftones to my. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my god, this is such this is so stupid. Okay, so do we want to talk about any other songs? What do you want to do here? 
we can I mean we can round it out. It's getting pretty late and we've we've exhausted what we really love about this band and Yeah. Everything else, I guess. I don't know. I mean we we could touch upon the videos real quick, like um Dude, none of them were 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 that great, right? Oh no yeah. I will say Are You In? That was a fun that was like a more fun video. That was because what? That was fine. It was like the only time on this whole like cycle that they seemed like they were having fun was in that video. The last oh, video they made. So like cause, cause they made. because they were they they there were there were smiles going on in the video. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I can see that. I got gotcha. you. Absolutely. It's just like music videos. I don't I don't need them to to match the song. I I don't. It's it's fine if they don't. And I think I think as far as like music videos are concerned. And it's weird because I either like, like for instance, I think one of the greatest music videos of all time is Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. That's a great video. I think that is like one of the greatest videos of all time. And I don't like when bands just show themselves constantly. But I also really like Chop Suey and I really like Pop Roach's Last Resort video. And that's just a band, that's just a, a performance video, essentially. But then what about, okay, so you, you're saying that, but... I mean, I'm, this is not me necessarily being biased, but what about Corn's Freak on a Leash? That was like a revolutionary uh, that was video. A, that was a good video. Actually, to be honest, almost all of Corn's videos I think are fantastic. They all are. the ones I've seen, to be okay, honest, thank I haven't you. seen all of thank them. You. All thank you. All the ones you. that I've seen, like their their nineties and early two thousands videos were good. They were really good videos, but they're not stuck in time. Like the technology, look, you don't watch it now and be like, oh yeah, that's. That's from the nineties. Like Splinter from the Offspring. You watch that now. It's fucking bad. It was oh, bad back then. But it's like, wow, that is shitty. That technology <laughs> like, is bad. Like of all the videos and music, you bring up Splinter from the Offspring. <laughs> like you, you could bring up like like any videos from no, like Smash or Ixnay, but you bring up fucking Splinter. Like that wasn't the song. It was called I think it was called Hit That. Yeah, the song yeah, was called Hit, hit That. that. It was, hit and that, it, was yeah, that, but it was that it was from Lake CGI. Yeah. It was fucking terrible yeah but the corn albums or the corn uh, uh videos they're not stuck <laughs> no, it was like, in time i guess it was early, it was, that they it was came early out at that time yeah. but you can you could show them yeah. to children now yeah, like yeah, oh yeah that's a pretty cool video like that band just come oh, out yeah. last year Music videos. is that a metalcore band that's doing something different i don't know no like like hit that is fucking stuck in like the late 90s early 2000s <laughs> homework sucks it was like 2003 but 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 none of these, none of these Incubus videos on this one is, is are are anything I would ever watch again. I only watched them this week because we had to, and it was homework. And you know, I uh, fuck this shit. Homework doesn't always suck. Homework does. Uh, homework reinforces what was taught, and helps solidify that knowledge forever. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it serves a purpose. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> The music videos overall for this for this record were mediocre yeah. at best. Yeah. But do you remember that remember that one show on MTV where they they would have like it was so fake and so stupid, but they would like hire like random people who were like fans of a band to recreate it like an iconic music video from the band and then they would do it like shot for shot. Oh, remember that? No. It was like making the it was called no, it wasn't making the video. It was I don't remember what it was called, but, but that's what they would do. So they, so like for example, they did it for um, uh, they did it for Blink's 
Man Overboard. They did it for that. They they hired like three people, three guys, to to like recreate the Man Overboard video for Blink. But then also for the for Incubus, they did they did the same thing, but for um, Wish You Were Here, and they hired people or they hired like fans who kind of looked like each band member, and then they would recreate the music video shot for shot, and it was really embarrassing and it was really uncomfortable and and everything about it was awful. Oh God, dude! But I just typed in I just typed in MTV uh, remake videos fans. <laughs> oh no. It was called Becoming. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it was. It was called Becoming, and oh, dude, just like looking at the thumbnails, and I just clicked on one. So, uh, just going along with the Blink theme, they they recreated First Date. Oh, was it, it First Date? Okay, sorry. And it shows them like it shows them makeup and everything, and it. This is bad. And then there's My Way <laughs> from Limp Bizkit, uh, Pink's Get This Party Started, Britney Spears, I'm a Slave for You, and Oops, I Did It Again. Oh my god! Wow, this is bad. We should do a whole podcast on that. I've never seen this before. You what never did. You I never. No, I have no oh recollection of this whatsoever. Dude, I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. Wow. But like, if we could actually like watch full episodes, we should fucking totally do it on the pod. Dude, the more I look at this, the worse it gets. I'm gonna turn this off. I gotta turn my phone off here. It's so bad. It's so unbelievably bad. <laughs> it's worse than this podcast. That's how bad it is. <laughs> but, That's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. According to Bo Cephas, no oh, fucking, fucking idiot. Fuck that fucking Bo Cephas. But there were also, um, I, I did want to mention, Incubus had kind of like blown up because of Make Yourself, but also, but but after, so after that, they had come out with like documentaries and like MTV Cribs did an episode where um, where they went to, with they went to the this morning view house and they interviewed the band and it was like this whole episode and but i couldn't find it any, anywhere on youtube it's been taken down everywhere for whatever reason so you can't find it but i remember liking it when i was younger and then there were like so many documentaries on the morning view sessions but none of it's available online which sucks that's weird yeah it's super fucking weird and then even like we, how much you know we we like the song "Warning" so much, and we've always talked about like there's that that one really cool performance of just Brandon singing the uh, the just vocals, the acapella, just yeah. the acapella of the vocals, and you can't find it anywhere online. YouTube, it's been flagged and taken off everywhere on YouTube. And you can't find it on Vimeo, on Daily Motion, nothing. It's you can't find that fucking video anywhere. Do you do you think that's like that's like Alex? doing this like I think cease it, and desist type of stuff it, no i think it's the record label because they they've been off uh immortal epic since like i think after light grenades i think after light grenades is when they their their whole partnership with immortal and epic ended with sony essentially that's when it ended and then maybe since then is when everything was like taken down because they had they had, there's like so much footage and stuff from the morning view sessions that I I know I had watched growing up, but I couldn't. I all this week I've been trying to find it and I couldn't find shit. I remember when we talked about that acapella version of Warning. It had to have been like in the early days of the pod, mm-hmm. and it like it like semi reignited my my love for Incubus for for a short period. When I say that it was only Make Yourself, this and then 
uh, science. science. Yeah. <laughs> and but, but damn, it was it was good. Like I remember it being it like so better than good. I shouldn't even say good. It was it was better. It was great. And the video is just of Brandon in the vocal bu- vocal booth, and he's just singing it. And then you can like you can barely hear the actual music playing through his headphones. But it's just oh my god, dude, it's so good. The 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 acapella of or the just the vocal take of that song is so good because he sings it in one playthrough. Like he, there's no cuts; it's just one single take, and that's it. That's what you get on the final record is that one take. It's I didn't. Remarkable. I didn't. I didn't see too much like cliff notes on how this was recorded, and so I wondered because this is a very groovy band, and they're clearly fucking good at their instruments. So I wonder if if most of these songs were just kind of like, let's record this and then call it a day. Especially because, like you said, Brendan O'Brien had done stuff with them. I don't. John John Litt was the guy that did this. I think was his name Scott Litt. I don't know what he's what else he's done. I didn't really look into him too much. He's done other stuff too that are pretty popular. I don't know, but I wonder if this band is 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 kind of in that in that vein of of let's let's record this live. Let's do this. Let's track everything right now. I want to do everything together because we're close knit, and even though they may not get along musically. Everybody meshes extremely well with each other. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, they they had demoed and done everything within the house, and then they went to a, a separate studio to record everything. I could be I could be mistaken on that, but I think they recorded everything at an actual studio with Scott Litt. And then I looked him up a little bit more, and he uh, he actually mixed not mixed or maybe he mixed some Nirvana stuff from like the Unplugged era and a little bit of In Utero. Some of the like the oh, so this dude's probably like worked with uh, Steve Albini type. Yeah, of but thing. I think he was like the the alternative or like the anti Steve Albini. Like oh. I think he, from, I'm trying to remember, but he he worked on some Nirvana stuff. He worked on some whole stuff, which you know Courtney Love is awful. But yeah, he worked on some whole stuff. Um, he worked on I think like the first four or five REM records. Like the <laughs> most- dude, some of those are solid. Yeah, so like he he I know he worked on like their most popular stuff. I think he produced their most popular stuff. So he worked with a lot of the the early '90s uh, alternative music. So he has quite he's a little bit of a reputation, but most of it's Incubus anyway. So I feel like like a good a good uh, a good stamp on on record production would be like a thumbs up. And says Steve Albini approves this record, and that would be a good like stamp of approval. I I I would buy any fucking record if it if it had a stamp that said that. That said Steve Albini. Yeah, Steve Albini approved and like a thumbs up from him. <laughs> Steve Albini approves this record. Few and few and far between, to be care. honest. But I will say, so there are there is one B side from this record, and it's called Anything. Uh. And it's 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 okay. It's not a bad song, but it definitely doesn't fit with the rest of the record. And then there are four other songs that didn't make the cut and were never released, never leaked, nothing like that. One is called Little Kitten Big Litter Box. The other one is called I Dream of Fiji. One is called Police Car. And the other one is called Puzzle. So I guess the Puzzle song was kind of like released as like a... Um, like a DVD intro 
to one of their, I don't know if it was Make Yourself DVD or something. I don't know. It was one of their DVDs. But yeah, th- those four songs were never released. But Anything was was a B-side on this one. And I'm super glad that Anything did not make it onto this album. Even even if... It does not fit. Even if it was even like remastered and, and, and re, rearranged, it, dude, it, it has no place here. Not that it's no, like it terrible, but it's just it has no place here. No, it was it was on their monuments and melodies uh, compilation. So that's essentially just a a comp of all their B sides or a lot of their B sides and covers and stuff. But then there are some bangers on that, like "Look Alive" from the Light Grenades era. That was like that's like one of their best songs. So I don't know why that that song never made it onto Light Grenades. It's fucking insane, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Should we wrap it up and give our rankings? What do you want to do? Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Let's give it. <laughs> we're too real. I'm like four hours right now. I know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so what do you got? What are your final thoughts on Morning View? Um, did this album got better than I? This album was better than I thought it was going to be. Upon my 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 listen this week uh, again, I knew. I shouldn't say I knew. I, I had a strong inclination that this would be my second favorite. And I thought uh, Make Yourself would be like my third favorite. But it's hard. I don't want to talk about science anymore because I'm not doing science. But that is a perfect album. But everything about this album is, is fucking good. Like everybody brings their shit. It's just different. Mm-hmm. It's just different than science. Everything is just different. And it's not the same. It's not the same vibe. But that's intentional. And and everybody still plays off each other, just as well as they did with 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 science. Everybody brings their their game and and plays their instruments in a way to its the best of their abilities, but plays within the genre and the theme of the album. Science is a very different theme with this, and I think Bullied really sets the tone for this one, especially because the whole Morning View. The, the Malibu, the beach theme, the 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 laid back nature, the the insignificance of of your your personal self in the grand scheme scheme of things. Scheme. As I said earlier, scheme, scheme, the grand scheme, scheme of things. I think this entire album is is a is a concept album. I'm gonna say it. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. This is like no, this is like it. the Who's Tommy. Well. <laughs> No, it probably is probably better than Tommy. I love Tom. Tommy's so good. Nah. It's not that good. It's not that good. <laughs> no, no, this is not as a concept as Tommy is. Um, <laughs> but, but, dude, this is, dude, I, I can't, I can't even. This album surpassed my expectations. I thought Warning was going to be good. I thought the the hits were going to be good. I don't know, man. Just the the stars align tonight. The stars revolt, and and <laughs> they they revolted well and. <laughs> this is a perfect three. This is a fucking, oh my this God. is a three out of a three. <laughs> this is a banger of a fucking album. This it was is almost so good. <laughs> it was almost like you were trying to like come up with a reason why you thought it wasn't a perfect three, but then you just like gave up. That's all I do. I try. I try and give reasons. <laughs> I, I, can, I, I I'm like a teacher. Everybody starts off the year with an A. It's up to you to get an F. It's on you. Okay. It's on you. <laughs> Every album starts off as perfect. It's up to the artist to drop it down. The artist, Incubus never dropped it down. 
even though some of the songs are okay, like we talked about, like Mexico and things like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because those songs by themselves, if you just took that one song out, say, hey, this is a single from their dumb side B, side A stuff, it would be fantastic. I may even choose that as like the best song from those EPs. I don't know. <laughs> In the context of it all, this is a perfect album. Perfect through and through. Whew. All right. So if anybody listening who have gotten this far, if you don't know, our three-point rating system is three is a perfect album. Two is a good album you're going to continue continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but you, you should at least give it a shot. And zero is the equivalent of having your, your ears run over by a truck. It's that bad. So with this album... This is not my favorite Incubus album. Obviously, it's my third, my third best. And I, what I mean, you, you know, what what Brandon did vocally or lyrically, vocally, melody wise, Jose's drumming, I feel, is so understated here, but so fucking good. Uh, Alex's or Dirk's bass playing is just such a progression, but in the right way, like a progression in the sense of in the songwriting sense, you know, he just, he fucking kills it on this. Uh, Mike, which we, who we barely touched upon. He is just the, uh, he's just the guy who, who messes with a lot of effects at this time. And he uses those effects so well. And you, you can't, you can't knock him for that. And then you have DJ Kilmore who just creates these, these amazing soundscapes and these little nuances to the songs this album is just so unique in itself because of how it was recorded, where it was recorded, just the context of everything, the time period. It's just, it's a perfect album. It's three out of three. Oh, damn, girl. This is your third is. best, too. It's third best. Wow. It's third best. It's perfect. It's perfect. It is perfect. To, to, be, honest, to be fair, too, I, w- I would probably give Crow, like, at least, probably at least a 2.8. If we du- if we like dug into it more, I I it would go up mm. from there, but just on that one listen, it would be a two point eight. But like Crow, the like there's so many strong songs on there that those strong songs make up for any weak moments of that record. That's really what it is. I I I think Warning is Incubus's best song, but I think Megalomaniac is top three. Top three, really? Yeah. That's if I was shocking. if I was being like objective, which is impossible but i would think megalomaniac (laughs) is like top three best incubus song warning is number one because i'm subjective about it and i think it's great but megalomaniac is one of those songs where that that line that bass slash guitar line it it, it gets interchangeable it's it's very weird it's very ambient it it could strange but it is it's catchy and and you could you could hum the melody and you could hum the riff the mm-hmm. riff? Did I say that word? I feel like I said that word. No, you said it. You said it right. It's okay. Cycle. You got this. Cycle. 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 What was the word we were? Oh, circles. circles. Oh, circle. Oh, wait. Not cycle. In, it in circles. <laughs> Why it would it be circles. cycle? When did we say cycle? We, Nobody did said not say cycle. cycle. You you're just, you just made this up. You made this up. Oh, jeez. This is terrible. Oh, it is. It really <laughs> is. This so, is cyclical. This is, this is the end of the episode. We, we ranked the album. We got into it. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. 
go give us a five star rating and review on there. Don't be a Bocephus and give us a one star. Don't be stupid. Uh, go to our social media at Asinine Radio. Go follow us there. And, um, you know, honestly, that's it. That's all. Sorry, that one's fine then. Okay. Uh, when what, like so, whenever that you see an imagery of, of someone in a rear view min- window, or, or, the, or the rear view, the, 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 fuck the, the, me in the fucking dude, face, dude. You are rear, out of your fucking mind. Rear view. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> rear view mirror. Wow. Rear view mirror, <laughs> dude. I that. Mm. <laughs>